0: Well, good evening. Whether you're a longtime Calvary member or a family member of a Calvary member or you're a visitor for the very first time tonight, we want to extend a very warm welcome to you this evening. We are glad that you have joined us for this service. Throughout the month of December, we've been celebrating Advent, a season of expectation and waiting. And tonight, we will light the Christ candle to symbolize the fact that Jesus came into this world, that God was incarnate and came here to live among us. Uh, Meister Eckhart is famous for writing that we are all needing to be merry because Christ is always needing to be born in the world. So may we remember tonight as we celebrate the birth of Jesus, as we go from this place that Christ is born in us each and every day. Welcome.
1: please pray with me. Dear God, we want to thank you for this day in this Advent season. Through this season, we have been reminded to not be afraid and to live in the moment. Tonight, we acknowledge that your light shines in the midst of a dark world. You bring joy to us this season. We are eternally grateful for the birth of your Son, Jesus Christ, who came into the world this night. And it's because of your Son that we celebrate Christmas. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Tonight we finally come to the end of our Advent journey of waiting. Hear these words from Luke 2 and imagine being present for this very moment, that first Christmas night. In those days, a decree went out from Emperor Augustus that all the world should be registered. Joseph went from the town of Nazareth in Galilee to Judea, to the city of David called Bethlehem. He went to be registered with Mary, who was expecting a child. But the angel said to them, do not be afraid for see, I am bringing you good news of great joy for all the people. To you is born this day in the city of David, a savior who is the Messiah, the Lord. This will be a sign to you. You will find a child wrapped in bands of cloth and lying in a manger. And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of heavenly hosts, praising God and saying, They made known what had been told them about this child, and all who heard it were amazed at what the shepherds told them. But Mary treasured all these words and pondered them in her heart. The shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all they had heard and seen.
0: Tonight, we remember this story with amazement. This moment is the moment we've all been waiting for. As we light the Christ candle... We celebrate that God's light continues to break into our world and into our lives over 2,000 years later. La lumière brille sur les ténèbres, mais les ténèbres ne la triomphent pas. This light shines in the darkness, and the darkness does not overcome it. Thanks be to God.
2: Let us pray. God, we often can't imagine a world in which our Christmas hopes are truly possible. Sometimes the darkness is just too real and too overwhelming. Yet tonight, we celebrate that you came to be the hope of the world and the light that shines in the darkness. Just as your light shone on a dark night in Bethlehem so many years ago, we ask that your light would continue to break into our lives and shine brightly and boldly within each of us, amen. Children, would you come with me to the front? Lots of friends coming. I am so glad to see every single one of you tonight. It's a special night, isn't it? It's a night of excitement, but you know what? It's an important night, and it is good that we are here. It is good for us to hear again the story of Jesus. It's good for us to sing the story of Jesus, and it's good for us to tell the story of Jesus. So, I've got a few questions, okay, and I bet you know the answers. So, who can tell me who is Jesus? Who is Jesus? God's Son, that's right. And God sent Jesus to earth. Why? This is a harder one. Why, Sonny? To show us, to show us His grand design and to show us His mercy, and love, because God is full of goodness and God is love, and that's how God chose to teach us about his love, was through this little baby named Jesus. Where, last question, where was Jesus born? Just say it. Bethlehem. Bethlehem. You got it. Good. Okay. So, I thought tonight that I would tell you the story of Jesus with a poem. And I did not know this poem as a child, even though it was written for children. It was written by a lady who wanted children to understand the story of Jesus long, long ago. She lived in England. And I learned the song, and I'm not going to sing tonight because I want you to pay attention to the words. But I need you to do two things, okay? I brought this nativity set so you could kind of think about what it might have been like to be in Bethlehem when Jesus was born, okay? And we're going to pretend that we're going on a trip because you know what the name of this poem is? How far is it to Bethlehem? So when I read, I want you to find the things in the the nativity with your eyes, okay? Can you pretend you're on a trip? Mary and Joseph went to Bethlehem because they had to, no, who knows? Pay taxes. They had to pay money to the government, just like all of us have to pay money to the government. They had to pay money to the government, and the only way they could get there was walking on a donkey, so it wasn't an easy trip. So here's the poem, How Far Is It to Bethlehem. How far is it to Bethlehem? Not very far. Can we find the stable room lit by a star? Can we see the little child? Is he within? If we lift the wooden latch... Can we go in? May we stroke the creatures there, ox, mule, or sheep? Can we peek like them and see Jesus asleep? Can we touch his tiny hand? Will he awake? Will he know we've come this far just for his sake? Great kings have precious gifts, but we have not. Not means nothing. They didn't have a gift to bring. Little smiles and little tears are all we've brought. For all weary children, Mary does weep. Here on this bed of straw, sleep, children, sleep. And here's the end of the poem. God in his mother's arms, babes in the byre, sleep as they sleep, who find their heart's desire. Guys, God came for us to rest and to be loved and to not worry because God will always love us. And that's what we remember when we celebrate Jesus being born. But the, the last song we sang said, All is well, and all is well because of Jesus. Let's pray together, okay? God, we thank you that in this night we can remember and celebrate that you sent the greatest gift of yourself to us. Help us to understand and know how much you love us, and help us to celebrate that and share that every day. We pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen.
1: While they were there, the time came for her to deliver her child. And she gave birth to her firstborn son and wrapped him in bands of cloth and laid him in a manger because there was no place for them in the inn. While they were there, the time came, Luke's gospel tells us. It wasn't once upon a time in an enchanted forest. And it wasn't a long time ago in a galaxy far, far away, aren't you all so proud? I'd made a Star Wars reference, (laughs) and I haven't even seen Star Wars. (laughs) But it wasn't in any of those times or places that Jesus came. It was when the time came. Wendell Berry once said that he was walking around on his farm in Kentucky one Christmas Eve night when he was overwhelmed with this realization that we ourselves are living in the world it happened in when it first happened. It was in real time. It was in this time, the same time that you and I are living in today. And Luke's gospel tells us that the time came in the middle of the night when the shepherds were out in the fields keeping watch over their flocks by night. You know, perhaps it's fitting that our traditions tell us Jesus was born at night. Perhaps there's a reason why we don't have our Christmas Eve service in the brightness of day like we do on Easter Sunday morning. Because it's only in the night that we realize that this light shines in the darkness and the darkness has not overcome it. Even the darkness of this time, of real time. Tom Long is a preaching professor at Emory and he tells the story about visiting a dear friend at Christmas time one year. The friend had been very sick for quite some time and was near the end of his life. Tom recalls that it was a cold Saturday. The neighborhood was brightly decorated with lights and Frosty the Snowman, Rudolph, and jolly Santa Clauses. All around his neighborhood were bright and flashing and cheerful and cheery lights. But when he arrived at his friend's house, it was not. It was dark. Tom parked his car in the driveway and walked into one of the few lightless houses in the neighborhood. He went upstairs to his friend's room and recalls that there was not much to say. There was not much that needed to be said. They shared sacred moments of stillness and silence when suddenly they heard movement downstairs the sounds of muffled voices, the shuffle of footsteps. It was the choir from his friend's church who had come to sing Christmas carols. Tom said we could hear them whispering among themselves, trying to figure out what to sing. Indeed, what do you sing to a dying man? You could tell that they had settled on something when there was a pause. Then their voices started singing softly at first. Lo, how a rose there blooming from tender stem hath sprung. Tom says, my friend and I looked at each other and waited as the choir slowly climbed the stairs, their voices growing nearer and stronger until they were standing in the doorway. My friend, he writes, deep in the darkness of dying and yet still hours away from the dawn, listened intently with tears streaming down his face as they continued to sing. To show God's love aright, she bore for us a Savior. Spent was the night. You see, the choir knew that this would be dishonest for them to sing something cheerful and upbeat, like "We wish you a Merry Christmas." Tom writes, "They knew they needed to sing truthfully and hopefully, to lament as well as rejoice. And so they sang of God's love coming when half-spent was the night. You know, people often say that it's darkest right before the dawn, but we all know that's really not true. It's darkest when half-spent is the night. It's darkest when there is no glimmer of dawn in sight. And yet, if we truly believe that we ourselves are living in the world it happened in when it first happened, then what follows is this, that if God could show up in the utter darkness when half-spent was the night, then God can show up on our darkest nights too. That's when God shows up best. You see, the miracle of Christmas is not only that God broke into our world so long ago in a manger in Bethlehem, although that in itself is certainly worth celebrating. The miracle of Christmas is that it keeps happening. Our God keeps showing up. And so tonight, together with people around the world, we light the Christ candle, our Advent wreaths, and we boldly proclaim together that Jesus, our Emmanuel, is the God who keeps showing up with us. Friends, I don't know what your life looks like tonight. Some of us are here with hope beyond hope. Some of us are here with unimaginable grief and pain. Some of us are here with joy and wonder and excitement. Some of us are here with hurt and disappointment. Some of us are here and we're numb because we don't want to feel much of anything anymore. But whatever you are carrying with you in this space tonight, even the children laughing and crying in the background, what I do want you to know is this with every fiber of my being. The greatest hope and the wildest dream of Christmas is that the brightest, most unimaginable, most indescribable love of God has come to be with us in real time, in this time, in this moment, on this night. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was in the beginning with God. All things came into being through him, and without him not one thing came into being. What has come into being in him was life, and this life was the light of all people. This light shines in the darkness, and the darkness did not, has not, and will not overcome it. Thanks be to God. Merry Christmas and amen.